Sunday Pour. We are back. Let's get right into it. You had a hell of a weekend, I'm sure. Where are you at? Where are you at right now? Do you feel like you've been like separated from society, like a castaway, Tom Hanks? I've been, uh, yeah, I've been all over the place. I got to tell you, it was a hectic weekend. I got, I have a lot of possibly boring personal anecdotes from the weekend. I got to start with something that I saw today, though. That takes, sure. the, it takes the cake. So I, I walk, I go for like a walk at lunch down there in Stanford, Stanford, Connecticut, Stan Vegas, and uh, you know, I just kind of walk around a little bit, just get out of the office, fresh air, that kind of thing. So I'm walking down the street. It's like a one-way street. It's a, I think it's like a four-lane one-way street. And way up ahead, maybe like a block and a half ahead, is like the main interse- like the main intersection of that street. So a ton of cars just at, the, at, at that light. In that intersection, it's a red light. In that intersection, I see two guys just hauling off on each other, wailing on each other just flailing, just mad hands, just flying in the air. Crazy. I had no idea what was going on, but they were just, one guy, one guy had a shopping cart full of garbage. And the other guy, guy, I have no idea. So they're going at it, whatever. There's some, you know, they're scuffling. It looks like they're separating. The guy with the shopping cart comes back, goes to the sidewalk, then comes back to the middle of the street Gives him a roundhouse kick to the face, drops him. They both go, they both fall down. Only the guy who threw the kick gets up. I see him go over to offer him a hand to help him up. I was like, but can't make peace now, man. He just kicked the guy in the fucking face. Guy's not moving. Guy in the shopping cart takes off. By the time I get up there, the guy, like, there's a, somebody trying to help the guy that was on the ground, bleeding profusely from his nose, blood all over his shirt. I think it was two bums fighting over the corner, begging for change. I think they were fighting over the corner. Bum fights, man. Bring them back. My first question was going to be, were these bums? Which answered itself. I was, once the shopping cart was entered into the story, yeah. I figured they were bums. I'm pretty sure they both were bums. Secondly, this goes with everything I've always said that a bum is the last person you want to, fight. you don't, you think a bum is just like some weak, you know, like down and out piece of shit. And then you get a roundhouse. To the right. Like who, who else is throwing a roundhouse? Who's, I, I don't think I get my foot above my shoulder like that. He, he flew. It was like some Jackie Chan shit, man. It was it's like stepbrothers, like stepbrothers when they have to fight it out and then they become best friends. I think that's, no, this could be the beginning of a friendship. No, the guy took off, man. He, once that guy was on the ground moving, he took off. He well, like, it's a slow t- start to a friendship. By the time I got up to the corner, like, I looked to see where – like I was trying to act like not involved, like I wasn't paying attention, kind of eyes straight ahead. I kind of peeked over to where the guy took off. Guy at the shopping cart was long gone. I don't know where he went, but he was, he was uh, dust in the wind. Yeah, you can't make eye contact with those people. No, no, no. I did a quick peek to see the guy. I had to see like the blood situation, but just white tea just soaked with blood, like down the middle. Probably will you know, get a little more sympathy when he's panhandling now. <laughs> Maybe, except for the people that were waiting in line. 
uh, at that light. <laughs> I'm sure they're just pissed that these two idiots were going at it. I was holding up traffic a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they probably went through at least one light cycle. <laughs> I can't imagine. This is, being, in the middle, this is in the middle of the street. Yeah, I can't imagine being at the light, like, and that happens in front of your car. How do they ever just take off, I think, as much as they want to watch it? No, yeah, because you don't want it spilling onto your car. Yeah, no, God forbid. And then you got to start answering questions and get involved. You want to be like the fourth car back. You want to be the fourth car back. You want to be in the nosebleeds for that. Yeah, yeah. I think I was like. You don't want a front row seat for that one. I think I was like in the perfect place for it to go down. Like a little bit closer, maybe, but really, you don't want to be too close. So if you're a little, little bit further back, it's no harm, no foul. Now, is this like a roundhouse, like Mac always sunny when he tries to jump and hit the bell? No, there's no jump involved. He, I'm telling you, man, he got up. He just had no balance because he fell backwards as soon as he, like, landed it. Man, I'm telling you, man, don't fuck with bums. That's the moral of the story. No, I remember when I was in college, I think I was a sophomore in college, uh, there, I was outside, like, one of our friend's houses. And the bum came around, like, talking all kinds of shit. And somebody got, like, started talking back to him. And I was there. And the kid, kid who was a senior time, like, grabs my, grabs my sleeve, like, pulls me inside. He's like, nah. He's like, you don't want to be out there for that. I was like, well, it looked like it was kind of going to be entertaining. He's like, nah, you know, can't fuck with a bum, man. Those guys have nothing to lose. And you cannot fuck with people with nothing to lose. <laughs> nothing, dude. Yeah, it's like, you're absolutely right. That makes perfect sense. You cannot fuck with people with nothing to lose. Words of wisdom. Yes. Rare in its head 20 years later. That's it. No, it it stuck with me. But, yeah. Uh, Wild starts of the week, though. I couldn't believe it. There's so much, like, you know, random shit that happened this weekend that I could go over. But that's like a bum fight is like like seeing Haley's Comet. Yeah, you don't really see too many of those. It's awesome. It used to be on the internet all the time, but to see one actually live and in living color. Yeah. Incredible. Fucking incredible. (laughs) Couldn't have asked for a better lunch. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jesus. Got entertainment, a sandwich, and some entertainment. Yeah. Nothing like lunch in a show. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Broadway. (laughs) Off Broadway, off Broadway. (laughs) Off Broadway, bump fight. It's definitely, yeah, oh yeah, well off Broadway. They're still working out the kinks. Who was the bum, the Howard Stern bum? What was that? Hank oh. the Angry Dwarf? Oh, I was thinking of Beetlejuice, actually, but Hank the Angry Dwarf is another one. Beetlejuice or was might- it the Angry Dwarf or the drunk Hank the Drunken Dwarf? He might have been an angry drunk. He was definitely a drunk. I'm just not sure if it was in his name. <laughs> I don't think, oh, it wasn't his Christian name, so it's all right. Yeah. Uh, how, the the whack pack. I mean, staying up at eleven o'clock on E was the best, man. Stern from eleven to twelve. Yeah, that was uh, that. That's like a a moment in time that you just can't really explain to anybody because like Stern was something special at that time, and then you could put that on and get like the condensed version of it. I don't know how long a show was, five hours, six hours, three hours. I have no idea how long a show was. Probably four, if I had to guess, six to 10 and morning the, show. Yeah. And, uh, and then you, you put on, you get the best parts. There's always be like some hot, like common lecture beyond like some porn star beyond and be like, all right, yeah, I'm sign me up. E 11 o'clock. 
Yeah, and then you'd have the Whack Pack guys on Hank the Angry Dwarf, Beetlejuice, uh, Gary the – you can't say the R word anymore. He, he changed his name. He's now Gary the uh, – I don't know. I forget what the PC term is now. Mentally yeah. challenged. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> who else? Wow. He had some guy – what was – he had the Klan member on. He had a Klan guy. Oh, yeah. He was a regular. Yeah. Yep. He used to have Henry Hill on. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, a drunken dwarf. <laughs> he had a lot. He had a lot of. He had, he had a lot of uh, characters. Yeah. In his have, day on. You have Stallone's mother on. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She so, a, uh, like, without without, I'm assuming you don't have cable right now. I do. Yeah. Oh, you have it. Got it all hooked up yesterday. Got internet cable. I got a show. I got a podcast to be part of. I couldn't, you know, couldn't go a day without cable internet. Well, I didn't know because when I moved, I was like a week, couple weeks without it. So I like had to rediscover my love for uh, DVDs. Not so much movies, but DVDs. No, I got all the DVDs set up, but uh, no, we were quick, quick to uh, actually. The cable guy came yesterday, set everything up. Uh, I was the last, the last one of the day. I was very proud that I was. He told me it was the easiest job of the day, uh, which is great. Great to hear that I was helpful to that guy's day. Then he proceeded to tell me, uh, he told me all kinds of stories about Jamaica. He's a Jamaican guy. Yeah. And uh, nothing, I mean, a, a lot of interesting stuff, but nothing that we're going to get into right now. He did tell me that Abraham Lincoln was blacker than him. I'm not sure of how accurate that is. So Abraham Lincoln, like f- literally or figuratively? I think it's figurative. I'm not sure if he's got, a, I don't know if he's like halfsies or what. I have no idea. Well, so literally, I guess. Yeah, I guess we might have, have some in his blood. I don't know. I didn't know that though. Like they used to call Bill Clinton black, but Bill Clinton wasn't black. Right. Yeah. I didn't know if I didn't know if he was being like tongue in cheek. Uh, Abraham Lincoln described himself as black, and his complexion in 1859 as dark. But whether he meant either in an ancestral sense is unknown. Well, let's just say he's lucky he's not around today making those declarations. He would get in some trouble. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess I guess the things he did in office might help him out a little bit. But true, same time, true. He but, did have his heart in the right place. You could get canceled for just about anything, so no matter who you are. So who knows? You're right. All right, you learn something new about Abraham Lincoln every day, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Wait, you learn something about, about Abraham Lincoln every day? Yeah, apparently. I mean, geez, fun. I can't wait for the Abe Lincoln fun fact tomorrow. <laughs> oh, shit. That's going to be a lot of – I had a lot of pressure. And I don't know if it's going to top this one, though. No, no. That's uh, – no, he's like, look it up, man. Look it up. I'm like, okay. So I just did. Did you look, did you look it up right in front of him? No, 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 no. All right. He did say like seven times, though. Everything I'm telling you is true. You can look it up. I'm like, uh, so this is probably like his go-to when he's talking to people, when he's hooking up their cable. Yeah. Everyone's got something. You got to have something, you know, in your ammo, and something in the arsenal. If you're going, every, if you're going to people's houses every day, you got to have some something to talk about. I can't just be although cable guys are outside a lot though, right? They go yeah. up on the pole a little bit. Yep, we spend a little bit of time outside. Yeah, came in, just had a hook, just had to get some wires going. Hook it up, no problem. 
How's it, how's, how does that come up, though? Just how, curi- out of curiosity. How Abe Lincoln. Do, how, how do you know how, how we got there, man? You uh, tip him like a five dollar bill or something? No, 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 no. Are you supposed to tip the cowboy guy? I don't. My guy was a fucking creep. I didn't give him shit. Oh. I don't think you're supposed to tip the cable guy. No, I've never tipped the cable guy. Um, yeah, I don't know how we got on the topic. We he, there's a lot of stuff about uh, Jamaica and uh, some Bob Marley stuff was in was in there, and Bob Marley's got a bunch of he's got like forty kids or something. I think I do. Um, I think I heard that before. And then somehow it got to Lincoln. I, I don't know. There was some slave slavery talk. Jamaica. His grandfather. This guy's great great grandfather was white and owned slaves. I don't. I didn't know. I, there, there's a lot going on. A lot of information being uh, sent my way. But then there's uh, something this... about a Bob a Bob like Bob Marley's first song was a hit, and his father wouldn't give him money for it. Which I think I did hear that before. But his, his father wouldn't like hook him up, and then it wanted to be a huge hit after he got the funding for it. Somehow this got to Lincoln. I don't know. No, this idea. guy's like a human Wikipedia. Yes, God, he can come on the show and just take my job. He just full of <laughs> full of content. If you're feeling if you're feeling like you don't got it one night, let me know. I'll get in contact with him. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, I. Uh... Over the over the weekend, the the Red Seas parted, the skies parted. Mm-hmm. I saw Can't Hardly Wait was on. Oh, nice! And I I literally turned it on as Trip McNeely was walking up with his six pack. Trip McNeely to sit on the uh, <laughs> Trip McNeely <laughs> to sit on whatever that is. What was the, what did they sit on? A uh, is that like a, a swing? Wasn't it swing? What is that called though? What's the was proper it, term? Was like a two? It was like a two seater. Yeah, it was a two-seater. Yeah, just a, I don't know, porch swing type thing? Porch swing, yes, yeah. porch swing. I think that's it. Yeah. And I was thinking, and I actually caught it on a different channel the following day from like kind of the beginning, so I watched a little bit Sunday morning too. That a- movie, I feel like, does not get the uh, proper – is it – is it respect? I don't know if it's respect or it just doesn't get talked about enough by our generation. That's a good one. As a as a really solid high school movie. It's a good one, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's loaded cast, man. It's great. I mean, all kinds Clarissa, Clarissa explains it all, isn't it? Right, right. Once yep. a Joan Hart. Yep. Jason Siegel is like one of the you know, yep. you know, fifteenth guy on the off the bench. Seth Green's he's, in he's there. way down. Seth Green locked in the bathroom, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. You know, obviously, like, yeah, num- like number one, like number one in the world at that point. Yeah, and she still probably had not peaked. Wow, yeah, that's saying something. She probably um, didn't peak till Heartbreakers. That's very true. You could thank the director for that. Is, is can't hardly, I, I feel like Can't Hardly Wait is one of those high school movies that I hate. I, it sounds like douchey. It's kind of like a douchey thing to say, mm. but it's like one of those movies you had, to, you had to be there. A lot of those like high school movies are like that. I, feel like. I don't know if someone who's 18 years old watches that movie nowadays. It's like, oh, this is hilarious. Do 
do kids do kids like American Pie now? See, see, for me, American Pie is like the number one high yeah. school movie because I was thirteen when it came out, so it was like the perfect time. Right, in but my see, life. and I feel like same thing for Can't Hardly Wait, and it's got the soundtrack and stuff. But I mean, like we like Animal House, and it's got a soundtrack from you know, I mean that's that's an eighties movie that takes place in the seventies. Uh, I think it might be even sixties. Yeah, so, nineteen sixty-two, Faber College. I want to say. Wow, if, you, if that's <laughs> if you pulled it out, that'd be pretty impressive. I'm gonna have to Google it now, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's the sixties though. But I feel I feel like. Uh, see, I saw something recently about what movie was it? Again, just talking about like problematic themes in, in movies from you know twenty years ago or whatever, which is a horrible way to look at movies because how are you gonna enjoy anything from any other era? Nineteen sixty-two, by the way. Holy shit! <laughs> nailed it! Nailed it! He's giving his honorary degree zero point zero. <laughs> Holy cow! That's impressive, man. So, what were you saying? Soundtrack. I, I wish I, I wish no. I was saying I wish I could remember the movie that I I saw people like I think I read an article about it being problematic or something. I can't remember. I, I just kind of blocked out of my mind. Like, I just can't analyze movies as being as having like certain problems. I, I just can't. Oh, they they portrayed this group the wrong way. Like, uh, not everybody. Not everything's going to be squeaky clean. I mean, I can give you two ex- – I don't even want – I probably shouldn't, but, like, there's two examples from Can't Hardly Wait that's outdated. That's 98. Are you talking about, like, way back in the day, or are you talking about more a more recent movie? Well, I think it was more recent. I think it was in the 90s, if I remember. Oh, yeah, because Can't Hardly Wait, I'll just say, they drop an F-bomb. Not – Oh, not fun. Remember after he makes the uh, – it's pretty funny. Remember after <laughs> he, like, pleads his he, – he, uh, he tries to get Jennifer Love Hewitt back? He like kind of like cries a little bit in front of yeah. the party, and she, she yeah. takes him back. And then after she denies him, like somebody from like the background just go. Dry. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's uh, funny. Man. It's funny. It's funny. It's I'm funny. Saying, yeah, it's, I'm, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. It's fun. It's good timing. And then there's oh, also God. a uh, there's also an end bomb dropped. It, oh. In a humorous, in a humorous fashion, though, it's like one of the white kids is trying to like chum up oh, yeah. to the black kids, yeah. And like the yeah. the record stops after he says oh, it, no. and they go chase him down and beat him up. Oh, so okay. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, to me, that's something that probably would be pointed out with people who wanted to make a problem, but I mean, it's, it's humor it's yeah. in the name of humor. You saw Matt. The internet is mad at Matt Damon today. No, I know he's well. He's gotten some shit before. Is he really? I don't know. I can't keep. Well, up. he he made a point one time about like the Me Too movement about how we can't put everyone in a bucket together. Like you have to kind of separate, and he got in trouble for that. I mean, it's true. I mean, not it is true. He didn't get in trouble. It's like three people complained. I mean, it is true. I mean, you have your Weinstein's and your Cosby's, and you have like your Louis C.K.'s, and I'm you'll never convince me that Louis C.K.'s as bad as Bill Cosby. No, I'm no, never convinced. Yeah, me. yeah. no. Who was that? That was his point. Was it uh, Chappelle or Burr who did a bit about Louis C.K.? Uh, Chappelle. No, I think, yeah, it was just, if I remember, it was hysterical. Um, yeah, I can't remember it, but yeah, it was definitely Chappelle, though. So today, I guess, I, I guess Matt Damon was interviewed, and he said, like, 
within the past couple of months, his daughter wrote him a letter to tell him to stop using the F word, not fuck. <laughs> and he oh, was like, really? yeah, he's like, yeah. So my daughter convinced me like two months ago to stop using it. They were like two months ago. I'm like, you fucking people. Like you want things to change two sec- in two seconds. Is that how the fucking world works? Is that how people work? Like Matt Damon's not walking around thinking like, am I doing the right thing by still using this word? No. That's a word that people use for a long fucking time with no intention of it insulting that community at all. It was just used. Like, Two know, months well, does seem like he was late to the party a little bit, though, no? Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, like, I, I, you can't, like, by whose standards? By whose standards? Why would he admit that publicly, though? I, I think he, it's, my guess is he thought it made him sound, like, a little bit, uh, Maybe, maybe to give his daughter credit or maybe to give himself credit for like evolving, not realizing that's a slow evolution. But I just mean like, what do you fucking care? He just, he just said he stopped saying it. Isn't that what you want? Does it matter how long it takes for people to figure it out? Like, whose schedule? Like, the world's not going to change in a, heart, in a heartbeat for these people. Like, it's not going to change <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. Just forget the guy. Fuck. I, I'm not here to defend Matt Damon. I'll get the guy a fucking break. Yeah, I wouldn't have admitted it though. I think he, I think he may have. You just got to keep certain things to yourself. Yeah, no, that's. I, I don't know if you wanted to sound relatable or what it was, but yeah, Matt Damon credits his daughter for ending his use of the F slur, and then Yahoo posted an article: Matt Damon denies using F slur amid backlash over recent. <laughs> Backtracked real fast. It's, wasn't wasn't that him? And can't hardly wait. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I think it was actually a chick from the background. Oh man, but those, but those um, high school movies. You're right, though. The soundtrack is key. I think that's what makes it, and that's what brings you back. Yeah. To and then not you know like like the '80s had Fast Times, and then but then you also have high school movies that like like Days to Confuse, early '90s, but it takes place in the '70s. Yeah, which is a class, which I think contemporary film lovers like it. I think right, yeah, people, like I think people, Skinner and Alice Cooper. I think people younger than us like it though. Yeah, I would think so. I wonder, like, I, I wonder if someone, like, if we're gonna get a movie that, if we're if we're gonna get a movie like that takes place in the '90s made today, like we have a few '90s ones from the '90s. As we said, American Pie is number one to me. That's like the number that's top of the list for me. Uh, Jonah Hill did a movie called Mid '90s. I didn't really, I didn't watch it. Oh, uh, didn't really stick though. I feel like the for the, like these comedies have to. I feel like that was really like. More, I feel like that's probably a little more of like a dramedy type thing. I don't know. Skaters, uh, okay. Gators and shit. Okay. And then you could go all the way back to like American Graffiti, which I think was made in the 70s, but took place in the 50s. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I always think of like Beach Boys, like driving diners, driving restaurants. You would and then think, like more recent. Go ahead. No, you would think that, you know, the, the filmmakers that are in their 40s now. Or almost, you know, almost in the early, maybe their late thirties, almost forties now. Grew up in the nineties, will be will be making those movies at some point. Yeah, I would, and I hope it's like you know, not just like slapstick making fun of the nineties, but like a legit, like a Days of Confused kind of. 
Yeah. That's maybe that's one they that's the next one on our uh, on our list. You got to make a good 90s 90s uh teen comedy. Yeah, for sure. It's doable. And you and you know what? Here's the key. You got to do all the things that people are scared of being canceled for because that existed back in the 90s. And you can let you can let these people who want to complain about it complain about it and drag the 90s, but you weren't fucking there. And this is how it went down. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> The 90s okay, was very... Don't be, so, don't be so fucking soft. Right. The 90s was very rebellious. Yeah, for sure. Like the no. 60s had a little bit, of, obviously a lot of rebellion, anti-war hippies mm-hmm. it carried over into the 70s. Mm-hmm. Then the 80s was kind of like a bunch of pussies, right? <laughs> Listening <laughs> to like Van Halen and shit. Well, they did, I mean, the 80s was like about excess. 80s was... Uh, so the sixties, so the sixties, I figure was like sixties was like getting high with a purpose. Yes. Seventies was getting fucked up with a purpose, and the eighties was getting as fucked up as possible, but trying to make as much money as possible. Also, that was the eighties to me. So it was about Gordon Gecko. Yeah, work hard, play hard. That was the eighties. The nineties was, I think times were like pretty good in the nineties, despite you know. Another war happening got breaking out in the nineties. Nineties uh, was pretty good though. Clinton years were pretty good, uh, but there was some sense of rebellion. Uh, you know, and I'm not a I'm a Nirvana fan, but like Nirvana on the scene. Um, uh, what's that? What else? Yeah, it's not like the indie stuff was being done. It was a little more rebellious than like the stuff you saw in the eighties. Well, res- wrestling also got very edgy too in the in the late '90s. That's always my example, the Attitude right. Era. There you go. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you get, Tony, you get Tony Dion. He could tell you about ECW back in the day. Well, that's just that that just goes to show you people's tastes were, were where they were in the '90s. You know, that's that's people have an appetite for that kind of thing. It's ebbs. It's ebbs and flows. It's weird. It's yeah. like, is, are we gonna have a are we gonna have a rebellion? You know, coming up where people kind of, I mean, I know people are trying to rebel against PC culture, but it's kind of, it's not really that. It's, it's the, kind of a lame rebellion. It's the wrong, it's the wrong people rebelling. <laughs> it's true. just the wrong people. Like, it's not cool. You're not. It's, is it the boomers, the, the, the baby boomers? It feels like, yeah. It feels like the boomers, and it's like, you're too late. <laughs> I think we're too late. Our generation's too late. If there was a group that needed to shut the fuck up, it's the baby boomers. You, you're the ones who fucking overpopulated the country. Just fucking die quietly. Be quiet. Just you know what I mean? Go about your life. Yeah, just go fucking on Facebook and bitch and moan and hashtag. <laughs> Be quiet. Wow. You're, you're, wow. The, you're, the asshole, you're the assholes that overpopulated the country. Had like eight goddamn kids. In a, <laughs> all right? So... It's your fault, all right? When I'm in traffic, it's your fault. <laughs> wow. Just taking shots at the boomers. I didn't see – Well, they, I, have a, they have a lot to say. You know what I mean? They have a lot to say. It's like you made these people. Yeah, you can't be rebelling if you're uh, in your 50s. Cannot do it. Unless you've been – Is that the, like the age of a you, boomer, 50s and unless, 60s? Unless you've been rebelling all along. Well, I guess like – yeah, I guess 50s is probably almost Gen X, right? Well, 50s, yeah, I'd say maybe even closer to 60s for yeah, boomers. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you had your shot, man. This is uh, – I don't know what you're rebelling against. 
there are changes happening Life. in the world. I guess, yeah. Or death, one or the, like one or the like, other. Like, I'm not rebelling against not being able to say the F slur anymore. You know what I mean? I, I will defend how we, that, that we did it in the past because, again, of why, you know, how it was used and why we did it and stuff. But I, I get the complaint, and I'm, I, haven't really, I don't really say it. I'm sure I slip occasionally in traffic or something like that. Yeah, what, the car doesn't count. Car does not count. The right. car is a safe space. The car is the only safe space left in the world. <laughs> you could just let it all fly in there. It's probably true, yeah. Uh, you know, but it's not something I, I say like on the regular. Um, so I'm like, I'm I'm happy to to change. You know, it's dated. Time. It's all right. It's a little dated. It's dated, right? It's dated. Yeah, we don't say groovy anymore. No, there's a lot of words that are dated that aren't offensive. Yeah. They should. There's some words that are dated that should be offensive that we stopped using. Like cool beans. You ever hear someone that says cool beans? Not anymore. No, it's gone. Long gone. I mean, it was never cool to say that, but <laughs> fucking dated. Radical? Do you, you ever say radical? No, that's very like West Coast, I feel like. Rad. Yeah, it was one of those words I'd never sound a cool saying. Yeah, it depends on the person. I feel like you gotta have blonde hair to say radicals. I am not, can't I, be like. I can't even cut I, saying that. I can't even imagine it sounding cool. Anybody saying it, blonde hair, or no blonde hair, surfboard or no surfboard. Even like a, a, a like a watered down slur like homo. I don't even really hear that that much. Homo's kind of like a lazy slur. Yeah. Yep. I don't hear that at all. Although gay still plays, I think you could still you could still say. I mean, it's you probably if you're Bounce. a famous person and say gay. You can't I'm say something's not, gay. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think you could. What if you're like a semi? Would a would a stand-up comic get shit for saying something's gay on stage? Probably. But like if Bill Burr did it, he would not give a shit, and it would it would gloss right over because it would just. People will complain about it, and it will disappear, and he'll be back the next day. It would just, it, would, it. it would come and go. It would come and go. With the fine line, it's like it's, we're all playing like two hand touch. Like what? What could we? What could we get away with, and what can't we? <laughs> yeah. And you're better. You're better <laughs> off just like if it went in doubt. Like if you like you're smelling like raw meat. Mm. When in doubt, throw it out. Yeah. So when in doubt, yeah. just don't say shit. That's right. Doesn't doesn't. Doesn't have uh, doesn't smell right. Something's off. Just toss it. You're right. If it doesn't pass the smell test, just Played keep safe. it to yourself. Play it safe. Uh, let me tell you, I I ran into there are some miserable people in a U-Haul at five o'clock on a Friday. Not right. PM. PM. Yeah. Not the employees. Okay. The employees were phenomenal. The employees was great, taking all kinds of shit and just calm and cool the whole fucking way. This guy, it was incredible. Yeah. He's getting it from all different angles. No problem at all. This one guy's trailer. This guy was actually pretty cool, but his trailer wasn't there. And he was not happy about it. He didn't really bitch about it, but he just wanted a trailer, trying to figure out what the, how to get it, a trailer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll appreciate this because uh, they're like, oh, maybe we could find one a different place. So I was, this was in, Milf, or in, uh, in Orange. And he goes, well, maybe we could find one a different place. And the guy goes, anywhere but Waterbury. <laughs> 
He's like, I live close to, he goes, I live close to Waterbury, but I don't want to go there. I'm like, yeah, nobody wants to go to fucking Waterbury. It's a shithole. Fair. Uh, it's a so, fair point. But then, so I was in line. And so you have to like scan your ID. Yep. Uh, on your phone. And I didn't have any service. So I was like, oh, let's go back to the window there. And, uh, and you could do it back there. Okay. But there's a couple behind me. And as I'm going to like enter my ID, he says, are you guys just dropping off? I'm like, yeah. So it's in my mind. I'm like, okay, they're just dropping the key off. They got to sign something. Like, I don't, I'm like, they're not cutting me. They'll be like one, two, three. Yeah. As this couple goes up, lady goes, I got a story to tell you. I'm like, oh, it's like, what, an ass- like, what an asshole. And you know, it's going back like two days ago, this and that, yada, yada, yada. I finished doing my uh, entry. I walk back up. She's still in the middle of her fucking story. And uh, the, guy, the kid goes, I got to finish with him and I'll get right back to you. Just brushes him aside, which was a power move by this kid. Incredible, because this lady was in the middle of a sentence. He's like, I got to take care of this guy. What was the story regarding? Something relating something to the U-Haul? With, something with their U-Haul that they dropped it off. I don't know what happened at another location. I have no idea. Some kind of boat, some kind of complaint, I'm sure. As I am stepping up to the back up to the plate there, I just hear the guy go, Why the fuck do you have us go up? And I just want to be like, you dummy, it's just a drop off. He didn't want to hear your fucking stupid ass story. Yeah. Whereas there's no time there's no interest in hearing what this story was. It's just give him the fucking keys and get the fuck out of the store. Nobody want to hear your dumbass wife talk. No, I'm sure you don't want to hear that, your dumbass wife talk, let alone this poor <laughs> schlub at five o'clock on Friday in a fucking you all. It's fucking yeah, well, you're, why are you holding up your own day? You're holding up know. your own it afternoon. Must have been some fucking story, man. Holy shit. I don't understand. Some, some don't, people just like to conversate, man. Uh, there's no need for it. No need for it at all. I don't, yeah. think de- I don't think they're getting any kind of uh, discount or anything. I'm sure maybe that's what they're looking for. But obviously, obviously, they were still work- obviously, the kid was still working with me. He thought that you were just dropping it off. One, he thought it was like a one, two, three situation. You made it a one, two, three hundred situation. Don't blame the kid. kid. The kid was just trying to move your day along. We're trying to help you out. Right. And you had to be an idiot and fucking blow up, to your, blow up your story. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. And then did she ever get back to the story after you, after you uh, took care I, of you? I took, I took the key, went and got the truck. I never looked back. All right, so you you always you always wonder. No, nope, I have no, I don't care. I hope I never see those people again. I don't care what the <laughs> fuck. They're doing the they're doing track and field in the pouring rain right now. Is that right? Yeah, they are put on NBC. They are it's the girls are running. They're doing hurdles. It is pouring out. Oh, uh, it says somebody just went down. Oh, uh, someone just ate it. Yeah, it's tough. See, aren't you glad you put it on? Yeah, better than NASCAR. You, you got to wait like 500 laps for someone to. Wow, it is fucking pouring. It's coming down. That chick like broke it down at the end, like she had it in the bag. Yeah, that's kind of mocking the competition there. No respect. I like it. <laughs> Not any room for respect. What was this, like a relay or was this a singles no, competition? Just a singles hurdles. 
I don't quite. I don't, girls. I'll be honest with you. These girls are on the ground, like breathing heavy. I don't quite get it. Don't they train all the time for this? Why are they so out of breath? Like, shouldn't you be like used to this? Yeah, I don't. I, I, I need to know how far they ran. I mean, it was farther than I I could run, but I mean, they train for this. Shouldn't they have better wind than that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the person who does like the New York City Marathon doesn't collapse usually, right? Don't they kind of just? I mean, these girls are sprinting. They are doing the hurt. Well, the hurdles may uh, may play into it. It's a lot. It's, you know, it's stamina I mean, plus strength. A lot of strength training involved. I mean, I have no doubt it's tiring. I just, it's, it's just. Uh, it's kind of like when you get hit by a pitch, you don't want to let the pitcher see you rub it. Like you kind of want to, you know, you want to kind of like intimidate your opponents a little bit by just kind of like walking it off after you're done running. Don't yeah. collapse. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh. Face full of clay from 1659. That's tough. And how, how, how high are the hurdles? You know how high they are? Two feet, no, I, three feet? No idea. I've seen them up close. I don't know. Oh, yeah. They're definitely higher than you think. <laughs> 400, there. 400, there. <laughs> 400 meters. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's exhausting. It's just uh, it's surprising to me that they're sucking wind like that. You'd expect a little more. I guess not. I guess I'm, my expectations are bullshit, probably. All right. Well, that's enough for me. <laughs> I had enough of fucking hurdles. Let me let me know how it plays out. Going to MLB Network. I did watch a little of uh, the um, USA game today. Which I can guarantee USA Japan baseball, which I can guarantee you, not one listener probably watched. Six AM star, right? I did. It was up. It was on. Tanaka was pitching. Yeah. So I gave it a shot. Really entertaining game. The uh, you know Japan jumped out. US then came back, went ahead, and they Japan came back and tied it in the ninth and won it in the tenth. Extra inning rules, man. Whew. First and second, nobody out to start. And that's when I knew the game was over. <laughs> Why is that? Because Japan, you just know Japan's more fundamentally sound than the United States. <laughs> United States had Todd Frazier leading off the inning with first and second. What did he do? Struck out. And then okay. some guy bounced Three out, and then the other guy flew out. No, Three pitch I mean, pitches? Yeah, he may have been four. He may have, he may have seen a fifth. Who knows? <laughs> And then, I mean, the bottom of the tenth was hysterical. Edwin Jackson came in to pitch. One pitch, oh, bunt. Man. Second pitch, fly ball, right field. Two pitches, game over. Edwin Jackson is an Olympian? Well, I mean, it's tough. I mean, the United States is full of, like, has-beens and prospects. Right, and right. Apparently, right. This, apparently this Japan team has got, like, an all-star lineup. So, I, I was pulling for the United States to, to pull it out. Of course, yeah. But uh, obviously, how Tanaka was the case. He was it was crazy, man. He was cruising through three innings. Mm -hmm. Japan jumps out two nothing. They knock the starter for United States out, Shane Boz, guy out of the Rays uh, farm system. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking Japan jumps out two nothing. Tanaka's just going to cruise. They knocked him out of the game in the fourth. They scored, I think, three off of him in the fourth. How many pitches? Uh, 
sixties, maybe somewhere around there. That's you know. He's always had a he's always had like a you know, a clock on him. Yeah, he was. He, I mean, he looked good. He struck out the side in the first inning, and I thought Japan was just gonna kind of cruise, but not the case. And the the, the uh, it was three three at one point. I think in the fifth, and this the cleanup hitter for United States had a three run dinger. This kid, uh, Tristan Casas. Okay. And he had hit a big home run the game before, too, which I was watching. I was like, oh, man, who is this cleanup hitter? Nice. And I Google him. He's like the number one prospect in the Red Sox farm system. God damn. And I was like, what a piece of shit. <laughs> and they're in the market for a first base. They may as well call this kid up after the fucking Olympics are over. Hopefully this is the peak of his career. Yeah. So the United States now basically no more safety net. They got to win out in order to win, win it all. When's their next game? Uh, I do not. No, I I want to say what's today Monday night. I think Wednesday morning maybe. Okay. So it's basically like quarterfinals. How they have to win three in a row to win it all. There you go. This is that. There's your Sunday poor Olympic update. Yeah, and the United States basketball team plays tonight at twelve forty. I can't say I'll be staying up for that. Uh, really? But hopefully, Good. if they make a run, hopefully if they make a run, I think they, the championship game is. I want to say I saw the championship game was 10.30 p.m. Friday night, which is like an excellent start time. Yeah, that's a perfect start time. Yeah. It's a West Coast baseball start time yep. on a weekend. That's a way to start your weekend right there. I don't know if they're going to be there, but it would be uh, – well, either way, even if they're not there, I'm sure it'll be televised. You can watch Australia versus uh, Germany or whoever the fuck. Australia versus Spain. <laughs> you know. So uh, either way, so there's your little Olympic check-in: baseball, basketball, hurdles. The big three. That's pretty much all we need. That's all you need. Uh, have you? What? 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 What is your knowledge of the Evander Kane situation? Have not looked into it. All I saw was a headline: uh, his ex-wife or wife, ex-wife, accused him of betting on games, including his own. Yes. Yeah. So Evander Kane, San Jose Shark. Evander Kane uh, and his wife, who they have a kid with, and she's pregnant with the next kid, but they're in the process of getting a divorce. Oof, tough. Shouted him out on uh, the Instagram saying that uh, something like, uh, how does Gary Bettman allow a player that knowingly bets on his own or bets against his own team continue to play? Now, the guy Kane has a known love of gambling. He's filed for bankruptcy before. He's owed casinos mm. like half a mil. Um, so he's a gambler. He's a gambler. He's maybe I'm not sure he has to call one nine hundred gambler just yet. No, but there is a history there. He may um, want to call into "Hello, my name is Craig." Maybe, Saturdays. yeah, yeah, possibly have the conversation. <laughs> um, of course, he denies it though. Uh, so there's like there's there's two angles here. Now either he's doing it and he's a shitty husband. And a shitty father, and also he's a gambling addict, and he's you know got some serious issues, and gambles on his own team, which is uh, obviously criminal. And then there's the and then there's the angle where she's just like jilted, and hates him, and wants to fuck up his life. So she he said that she has mental problems. That's also a possibility, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I have no. I don't know which one. Both, it is. both could be true. Yeah, she no. He could have well, mental issues and he could have a gambling problem, which is what um, I'm putting my money on as a gambler. 
that they're both wrong. Yes, I think she's nuts. Fair enough. So yeah. you got to be careful, man. When you're married, if you're like, you got to be, I mean, the wife could blow the whistle at any point, man, on anything that she knows that's a little shady that you've done. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and why would you tell, oof, well, how do you think the wife, you can't be sharing that information with your wife, man, about no, she's betting on games. Now she's a lunatic. Anna Kane. Uh, she looks a little nuts. Vander Kane's wife. Let me be the judge of this. Anna, Anna Kane. I mean, you can't be telling your wife where the bodies are buried. You know what I mean? She, no. You gotta... Accessory? No. Uh, oof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, she might be nuts. Yeah, she got look. She got some crazy in her in that face. Yeah, she, I mean, she could definitely be a nightmare. <laughs> well, she gets mad. Yeah, well, she's she's currently NHL's biggest nightmare. This is a, so this is a big deal. Yeah, I think as far as like, like gambling integrity of the game. Was, yeah. I don't know what kind of season sales these sharks had, but I'm seeing a, an article here that says Evander Kane's wife says he slept with prostitutes. Okay. I mean, she might she may need a bigger. I mean, that might be the least surprising headline. It's from 2015. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, and he gambled with crooks that threatened to kill his entire family. Hmm. That's they they kind of buried. <laughs> that probably should have led like him sleeping with prostitutes. It's like, yeah, he's an NHL. He's an all-star, right? Then he first team, first team. And he's like, of course he slept with prostitutes. Probably gave him a discount. Yeah. The, the fact that he gambled game with, was like in Florida or something. What do you think he's doing down there? Oh, okay. This isn't from 2015. This is actually from yesterday. This article. Uh, wow. All right. So that's a fucking headline. See, they get you. They draw you in with half the headline. All I saw was prostitute, and I clicked on it. They know what they're doing. I mean, I still would have clicked on it if I saw crooks threaten to kill entire family. But more people, you know, the the internet's very horny. So like, you gotta you gotta throw that in there. That is uh, incognito mode and check it out. That's a problem. You you can't. what kind of code are these? What kind of code are these crooks living by, man? You can't be threatening families. You got those are off limits. Him, he's fair game. Could be like a Russians, Russian gangsters. They don't care. Yeah, Russians don't really have a code. Italians have a code, but they they very easily bend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bend it. Uh, they they quote the rules. They don't necessarily like yeah. fo- follow them. Yeah, only when it's uh, convenient. Yeah. But the thing, though, he could have just been fucking whores, and she didn't like that. Knows he's a gambler, and she's just throwing shit against the wall to fuck up his life, man. I mean, now he's got they, now they get investigated. There's all kind of questions. They're gonna bring him in. He's got a microscope on him for from now till forever, basically. Yeah. I mean, if you're the NHL and you're Batman, you basically have to just do like a Fugazi investigation and say he's clean, right? You can't be. It's a big bla- – I mean, I don't know. If you're a big hockey fan, I guess, who cares going forward? He gets kicked out of the league. He's banned for life, and you move on. Yeah, it's the Sharks. It's not like – wasn't in the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Well, they were in the Stanley Cup 
uh, what year was that? Twenty eighteen, maybe. Was he with them? They did lose. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, this is just one of those he said she said stories that we don't even we haven't even scraped the surface yet, probably. Uh, right, because this story just broke. Yeah, like, today, a couple yeah. days ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you remember? Now I heard. Speaking of Carton, I heard him allude to this. Um, Operation Slapshot in the early two thousands. No, this, inv- this investigation um, involved an owner, half a dozen active NHL players, and other coaches and team staff. Um, the ring was allegedly, allegedly said to have ties with the Bruno Scarfo crime family, which is a Philly and South Jersey crime family. Okay. And, okay, so on August 3rd, 2006, former New Jer- Jersey straight trooper James Harney pleaded guilty to conspiracy, promoting gambling, and official misconduct, and promised to help authorities with their case against uh, Rick Tockett and others. Harney said that he and Tockett were 50-50 partners in a betting ring. Harney was sentenced to six years in prison uh, on August 3rd, 2007. Uh, on December 1st, 06, James Ulmer of New Jersey ple- pleaded guilty to conspiracy and promoted gambling and agreed to cooperate with authorities. On May 25th, 2007, Tockett pleaded guilty to conspiracy and promoted gambling and was placed on probation for two years in his role in Operation Slapshot. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's every sport, man. Yeah. Basketball, you had Donahue. Listen, Wayne Gretzky was investigated in this. Yeah, well, but he got... Uh, and Ronick. I remember this. He, Gretzky got jammed up with something, didn't he? Something, didn't, wasn't his wife involved in something, too? Yeah, his wife, too, yep. Yeah, this is the article. Gambling bus involves Tockett, Gretzky's wife. They, they don't even go at the king. Just say Gretzky's wife. <laughs> What's Gretzky's wife's name? They don't mention her by name. Uh, let's see. Not, not in the first. Not in the first paragraph. Not in the second paragraph. What year was this? Uh, this article. It wasn't that long, though, right? Uh, this are less than ten years ago. This looks like to be a, they reprinted it because of what happened. So this is there's no date. This, I mean, the target stuff is from oh six oh seven. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's what are you gonna do? It's a dirty. It's all crooked. There's cheating scandals in every sport, and there's always gonna be cheating scandals. Yep. Shot yep. heard around the world, man. Nineteen fifty one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bobby getting, Thompson. Yeah, he's getting uh, signs from center field, right? Right. It's just 1919 Black Sox, man, over 100 years ago. There's always going to be something in sports. You just kind of have to – you live with it or you don't. Yep. Just hope it doesn't happen to your team or your team doesn't get caught until after the fact and you have uh, the hardware to show for it, Astros. Yeah, right. Or it happens out in San Jose and nobody really gives a shit. Right, or you're a hockey player. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> right. I mean, if this happened in, like, the Northeast or one of those teams, it'd be huge. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, if it happened with – I mean, if, 
happened in like see though this story could grow legs though you never know it could it could get it could get real juicy uh this is like yeah this is like made for tv type stuff here you know <laughs> wife and husband duke it out uh, a little lifetime yeah it's got some it's got some it's got some elements of a uh, good story to it yeah yeah all right. Well, I, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I'm curious. I'm just curious to see if it's like if this is her like revenge plot. I'm curious if they are a lunatic. If this is your revenge plot, but I, I could totally see it though. So you're le- are you leaning towards her being full of shit? Uh, I mean, not you really. believe her about the prostitutes though? Oh, yeah, no, of course. <laughs> no, that's a no brainer. Yeah. No, I have no idea. I mean, this is a heavy accusation. And if he's like this absentee husband and and he's all fucking prostitutes, why would she know about betting on the games and stuff? Like if he's like if he distanced himself from her and the family, wouldn't that mean that he would keep her in the dark about this too? Like how would she know? If they were well, like part- maybe because maybe because crooks, maybe because the crooks are threatening her life, saying you know your husband uh, bet on the sharks every every game on that road trip. They went home five. The crooks one right to her, you think? Well, how would they? How else are they threatening? She said that she was threatened by them. Was it directly? Was it indirectly? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. How old is Evander Kane? Evander Kane is thirty years old. Hmm. Got an alleged mistress, Mara Tegan. He's got a mistress for the mistress. Oh, yeah, this guy. I mean, this guy gets around. We know that. Mira Teagan, the model? Is, that, is, she, is she a model? She was like Angelina Jolie, man. Yeah, I don't know. Don't uh, – if you have a daughter, don't, you don't want her involved with a pro athlete. I mean, I know it's a nasty no. stereotype. No, you don't. You think Boomer hates it that his wife's married to Matt Martin? Deep down? Probably, yeah. As, as a former athlete himself, yeah. And he knows, man. He He's knows. been in the locker room. But that's probably like his life's punishment right there. It is. Karma. It comes around, man. For sure. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. All right, so Evander Maybe. Kane, innocent until proven guilty. But, but Matt Martin's an Islander, though, so he's probably like the exception that proves the rule. True, he's probably a great guy. He's probably home in bed, 9 o'clock, milk and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Merit Teagan, my goodness. Sorry, I got a little lost on the internet there for a second. <laughs> yeah, when you saw his wife, you didn't think he'd be able to do any better than that, but found a way. I was wrong, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Indeed. Well, she, looks, she doesn't look all there either. She probably look crazy herself. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Well, I got nothing else. <laughs> no, I, I really didn't have anything to begin with. Can't well, hardly we, wait. It was was it? But somehow we made it. Here we are at the end yep. of the show once again, and we got through another one. Sunday poor in the books. Thanks as always for spending the time. We'll catch you uh, later on in the week. Yeah. Yeah, we'll catch you. Uh, we'll catch you guys on Thursday night. Until then, uh, talk to you then.
Only the Yankees could have like could sweep a terrible team. When I, like not that you're feeling good after the sweep because it's the Marlins, but you're like, all right, if we got kind of over the hump. We finally swept, we swept somebody finally. Now we got this. Now we got even a softer team coming in to 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 our home home turf. And they go out and they and Andrew Heaney gets bombed by the Baltimore Orioles. No, let me say this before you get wrong, because I'm going to let you go here. Uh, the Heaney trade was the last trade. We didn't talk about it last week. Heaney is like kind of exactly the kind of guy I wanted, veteran, lefty, but he was like the worst version of that guy. I don't know who's available. Yeah, but he was like yeah, the worst I mean of that guy. And I will say that uh, I was listening to this on the radio today. John and Susan mentioned that David Weathers. After they traded for Weathers, his first start was in Kansas City, and he got bombed. And then he had to get sent down again, work some stuff out, and then obviously he was a huge part of 96. So let's not get, you know, let's not get too down on Heaney, although he might be what he thought what we thought he was. Yeah, I'm not gonna get on Heaney. I mean, we kind of knew I mean you, you traded for a guy with a five plus ERA. Yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah. It's it's you know. It's not like it was misleading what happened tonight. Uh, I mean, uh, the positive, I'll start with the positive. They won three games in Miami, right? Yep. Rizzo looks great. That's two positives. Yep. All right. Now, on to everything else. Yep. The Texas Rangers are gaining ground on the race for the least amount of runs scored in the American League. Oh, geez. And I got breaking news. Oh yeah, I, I got breaking news. I see it. Garrett oh, Cole's man. not starting Tuesday. He needs he needs to breather anyway, but that's not good. All right, that's the positive. I came speculate on that. Yeah, I came and speculate on that because who the fuck knows? I blame Judge. <laughs> Bottom line. But yeah, the Texas Rangers. I mean, they're gaining ground furiously now on the Yankees for. Uh, Least amount of runs scored in the American League. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, so did you? I, like, I don't know. Here, the Marlins series. Here, here's what I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I saw this weekend. Then you can go. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I started moving on Friday, and I just wanted. I was packing the truck, and of course, like the TV is one of the first things I wanted over here. And I said, "Look, I'm packing the TV, but I'm watching the first innings. I wanted to watch the new guys." And uh, I forget exactly. Gallo, I think, struck out. Rizzo put together a really good at bat and walked. Yes. And then uh, I forget exactly what happened. I, when Stanton was coming up, I decided, okay, we could, we could put the TV in the truck. I, yeah, I, it's I usually my move, I, too. I had no interest in watching Stanton, and I know we didn't score that anything. So. Right. And that, and, that was, and that was the last baseball I watched. I didn't see anything. I, the cable didn't get uh, installed until after the game yesterday. So today was the first yeah. game I really saw. We should all unplug our TVs when John Carlos Stanton comes up. That's <laughs> smart. Uh, no, fr- uh, Friday was tie-on. So R- Rizzo breaks the scoreless tie in the sixth with a right. dinger. He, and then he was in the middle of the rally in the eighth. Okay. And they won that game uh, 3-1. Like I said, Tyon's been good now for a little over a month, so that's another positive. I'm not all negative, yep. see? Yep. That is, uh, that is a big positive. It is a big positive. He can keep it rolling, yep. 
Right. And then Saturday, uh, it looked like we were on the verge of maybe an offensive explosion. Mm-hmm. Instead, it was more the same. Judge leaving a village on base. Sanchez leaving a village on base. Uh, you know, the usual suspects. And uh, our two best players actually ended up coming through. The wild pitch and Anthony Rizzo, <laughs> who scored on the wild pitch and then added a, uh, added a dinger there. Um, and then Sunday, it looked like it was going to be like the typical lackluster effort with a chance to, you know, chance to sweep. And we can't hit Alcantara. Uh, we got a gift in the eighth inning. I don't know if you saw Stanton hit a tailor-made 5-4-3 that Anderson booted. And by the way, the Marlins are an atrocious defensive team. <laughs> they're, like a, they're like a shitty reboot of the Yankees. Like, the, oh, we got to see all these shitty reboots nowadays. Like, the Marlins are the Yankees on drugs, man. Te- terrible. They, they're like, the, they can't hit. Not steroids, not the good drugs, not the not, yeah. not performance enhancers. They're on, right. they're on meth and uh, angel dust, PCP, yeah. you name oh, yeah. it. There you go. <laughs> they, they can't hit, they can't feel, they can't really run want, the bases, really and, but they could pitch a little bit. I really want to watch two major league teams just both ripped on PCP try and play a ball game. I mean, uh, that was basically Sunday, I think. That was the Marlins-Yankees Marlins series. Because uh, I just – and I got I – got uh, just real quick. I got to address the elephant in the room. I hate doing this. But it, need, it needs to be addressed. Okay. All right. And we've avoided it for a long, long enough. All right. DJ hey. LeMahieu has sucked this year, man. He has sucked. He's been real bad. Disappointing. Yep. I mean, he went from the machine to the ground ball machine. I mean, he, uh, Michael K gave a stat during the game today. I think he said he batted 384 with runners in scoring position in 19 and 20, and this year he's hitting 242. Ugh. Yeah, he's it's just been, he's been bad. He kind of got a pass because he's been so good. And you're just kind of okay. He'll get it get it rolling at some point. Uh, well, now is the time, DJ. Now is the time. There's no more excuses at this point. And tonight against Baltimore, I mean, he came up first and second. Nobody out, flew out. First and second, uh, two outs maybe and grounded out. And then he came up, I think, in the sixth or seventh inning, first and second, nobody out, double play. So there's that. Uh, I know Judge got a big hit yesterday, but I, I have fucking had it with Aaron Judge. My theory on him is he was sick when he was out. Mm-hmm. And he looks a little bit thin. Not that that's an excuse because he sucked for most of the year. I mean, this guy, you see, we started off, we started off talking about how he had hollow numbers this year. Right. Right. Now you look up, he's got 21 home runs and 49 RBIs. We're right. in August now. That's not that good. No. He was an all-star? You're an all-star. You're supposed to be a superstar in the league. You have 49 fucking RBIs. I mean, DJ's not good. And the guy just—he leaves guys on base constantly. Does leave a lot of guys. He's an automatic. I don't care what his fucking runners and scoring position numbers are. He never gets a big fucking hit. Okay, I know yesterday he did. Wrong time to bring it up, but I was going to unload on Judge anyway. So whatever. My my plan was to unload on Judge. Thanks for yesterday, but you know what? You followed up with fucking nothing today. DHing. I got to watch Stanton play right field. (laughs) And then, and then. I mean, the, I think the biggest issue on this team is it, it will and continues to be the shortstop. 
Because this fucking guy, for some reason, I know LeMay, he was hurt this weekend. For some reason, he's leading off Friday and Saturday night. Maybe one of the worst leadoff hitters the Yankees have ever run out there in the history of the franchise. Yeah, he's bad. Okay? He had one fucking hit all weekend in Miami. And, I mean, I don't know if you saw the, the pop-up from yesterday that he just ran away from. I didn't. I think I heard that on the radio. That was like him and Gallo were, going, were like – Him and Rizzo. Oh, and Rizzo. Okay, Odor, right. was, Odor was playing second, but he was playing like short right field because of the okay. shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was, it was him and Rizzo miscommunication. But I, in my – I mean, Rizzo probably deserves a little heat for it too, but to me, it shortstop's ball. You, you're, the, you're the shortstop. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can remember I can remember in Little League one time like pulling something like that where I was playing second and like I just basically didn't go. Like the shortstop came over and made a play when it was clearly my ball and my coach saying something to me. I'm sure, you know, Coach Boone said fucking absolutely nothing to Glaber when he got back to the dugout. But that's that's a, you know, that's a I'm whole sure other issue. If I pat him on the butt, tell him get him next time. Right. Maybe you'll won't run away from the next pop up. Uh I mean, but a Glaber just not, I mean, not much to say about him tonight. I think he had a hit, but 24 years old, man. You're the shortstop of the New York Yankees. Wake the fuck up, Glaber. It's time, man. Wake the fuck up. I'm so sick. Of the, we have like a little fucking boy playing shortstop for us. <laughs> I'm tired of looking at I'm tired of him, and I'm tired of Judge. I'm, I am so fucking tired of Glaber and Judge, man. Especially fucking Judge, man. Carrying himself with that fake fucking tough guy bravado. You suck late in games. Always. You never get a big fucking hit. Ever. And I got to see, see you, man, fucking smiling and fucking ca- carrying yourself. Like, you're nothing, man. Nothing. When was the time this guy got a big hit? Yesterday. Besides yesterday. I've <laughs> 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 just had – I've just ha- – I'm so sick of judge, man. I'm sick of I'm sick of looking at him. There's, I mean, pay there's, this guy. I would never pay this fucking. There's guy. no excuses now, man. I mean, they got they got the two best lefties on the market. You got you got the protection. You have the the staggered lineup like you want. A little, it's a little more balanced. There's no excuses now. You can't blame it on the riding pitch, riding heavy pitching, playing for you guys. You can't. You got to show up. You got to be part of this team, and you got to be a big part of this team. They faced a righty today that came in with like a 5-9 ERA. He pitched a no-hitter into the sixth inning. Oh, yeah, 22 starts. I saw this was like his fourth quality start. <laughs> yeah. Sort of They're big, a joke, man. Sort of They're big. a joke. They are, they, they are one of the worst offensive teams in the league, and the numbers back that up. They are yeah. terrible. Yeah. This is just another – and anybody who tricked themselves into thinking this team was going anywhere after sweeping the Marlins, this team sucks. I mean, as much as we love Rizzo, man, why, why would this guy want to re-sign here? I would already hate this team if I was Rizzo, looking around, fucking Glaber Torres, afraid to catch a pop-up. Giancarlo Stanton bouncing ground balls, barely running to first base. It's, it's a big problem that Wade and Gardner are still getting playing time. And, it, like, really, if, like, if Glaber was the only weak, weak link, it's one thing. But you have Glaber plus – Wade plus Gardner, uh, you know that's 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 a big chunk of your lineup. That's it's a problem. You don't, and then you know obviously, uh, you know problems with guys like Judge and problems with guys like Stanton. I mean, those guys aren't doing their job. Period. And Sanchez is basically like 
like no one even talks about him anymore because his funeral, anything you got out of Sanchez now is like a bonus. The obituary's been written on him basically. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, I like I like Rizzo, man. I hope they keep him, but you're right. Why? Oh, I love want, Rizzo. Man. Man. I've always liked Rizzo, you know. But last day. I, yeah, I mean that's my that's my only hope is he gets re-signed and he's part of the, uh, you know that that kind of resurgence rebuild on the fly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who they. I mean, it's going to be him and Stanton. I don't know why you want to play with Stanton. <laughs> period. Um, Luke Voigt. Yeah, they could not not moving Voigt. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, to move that guy, get something for him. But, I mean, the time to do it was the off season. Yeah. Have, oh, by the way, have not scored five runs in a baseball game since July 21st. It's two weeks ago. <laughs> Juggernaut. Five runs. They have not scored – it's 11 straight games. They've scored four or less. Hey, credit to the pitching, man, because they've had a pretty good record in, over that time. So, credit to the pitching. I know it's the Marlins. And uh, – I mean, you know, two out of three against Tampa. Yeah, and split, you know, they got two out of four with the Red Sox, right? No, they, they oh, lost one at one out of, one out of four with the Red Sox. They should have won three out of four. One out of four with the Red Sox, though. That was a good one. So one and three, <laughs> and three were, and four, and were, six and five, six and five over that. And they, were, they, were, and they should have won three of those games. And that was thanks to the pit because of the pitching. And then the bad game, the one bad game was the cold game, the Red Sox series. Right. Herman pitched well in that series. Tyon yeah. pitched well in that series. And uh missing somebody else. Montgomery, Montgomery. Well. who's been Montgomery's been a bright side. They never score for him, but uh, I mean he's he's being he's been treated like the Grom the past six or seven starts, like literally zero runs. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't. So now, I mean, it's like the one part that we were questioning. I mean, we always figured they would find a way to run into some big games, 10, 11 run type games, and just kind of dominate. So had, waiting. Yeah, waiting. Yeah. Uh, but the pitching has been above ex- expectations by by far, I think. I'd right, talk- and that's why Andrew Heaney, like his performance tonight is magnified. I can't get mad at Andrew Heaney. I'm not going to yell about Andrew no, Heaney. He stunk, but he, he stinks. But like, you know he stinks, though. Like, yeah. He gave up four runs in three innings. I mean, anybody who has followed Andrew Heaney in fantasy knows that <laughs> this is what he does. Yeah, I'm just happy it's not uh, Jay Happ. So, I mean, uh, it's – yeah. To me, that's a positive. Right. Yeah. He did a little bit of a half impersonation tonight, but like, I, you can't <laughs> scream about Andrew Heaney, man. You know what I mean? No, you should no, be no, able to. Wasn't. You should be able to bounce back from giving up a few solo home runs but, uh, the against with, the Baltimore the other, Orioles. The other thing with Heaney was he was getting fucking. He was getting slammed. There's three three dingers, and there's no yeah, I, in the bullpen. Boone just games, leisurely yeah. watching the game slip away. And then uh, Severino hits a bomb, almost goes out. And it, it's like, then, that, then finally he gets somebody up. I said, what the fuck are we waiting for, man? He obviously doesn't have it. Everything, everything they're hitting is on the screws. I mean, you have uh, Mullins. Who's- the game just moves too fast for Boone sometimes, man. He needs to watch these games on, like, DVR in order to keep up. But that's the crazy Boone, Boone, I mean, needs a, Boone needs a remote. Boone needs, like, a pause button. In order to manage these games, you're watching your guy get hammered. You got to fucking stay in that game. You got to keep that at least 
I mean, four, not three, nothing, four, four. You got, you have to have a cap on what you're willing to go down against this team to give you a team a chance to win. Yeah, he's not very proactive. No, and the game was over right there. The game was over right there. Yeah, yeah. I got to see. I got to see uh, some some fight from this team from the new from the new guys, not the new guys, but just you know as a whole the new the new squad in in total. I just fight. thought like too much was made of the sweep against the Marlins, and it bothered me. Yeah, and, you can't and, get crazy about the sweep against the Marlins. It's nice to finally do it, but you can't get crazy. I mean, they came back yesterday. They were down one nothing in the eighth inning. <laughs> they came back against the Marlins bullpen. Uh, like, I'm sorry. I just can't. I'm excited about Rizzo. I love Rizzo. You know, I'd like to see Gallo get going. I like his defense. I feel he made a nice play tonight. Yeah. But I just can't. There's too many, there's too many black holes on this team for me to get excited about the actual team. Did you see the cat in the field tonight? Yeah. Absolutely inept grounds crew. <laughs> that was, they, the cat – Ran the length of the warning track twice before they were able to corral it. What inning was that? Eight. And Judge was up. And in the old days, you know what? Cat in the field. A little excitement in the crowd. Spurs like a seven-run rally, I think. But Not the, this team. The judge pops up. I think, the, I think the ghosts, I mean, the ghosts were gone, you know, 04, obviously. Yeah. But there are just no ghosts in this building. There's nobody ever talks about the ghosts anymore. They're gone. Long gone. Nah, man. It's a haunted house, but <laughs> a haunted house for the team that fucking plays there. We gotta there's gotta be some sort of like that seance or something. We got something's gotta be done and get the ghosts uh, across the street. Get them back. Yeah, a resurrection, like a poltergeist or something. Yeah. Let me I I I gotta hear these guys talk about the Babe Ruths. A little bit, and then Mickey Mantle's a little bit. Show some respect to the the old timers. You know, kind of. You know, you know, it's it, it is a, it is kind of an indictment uh, an indictment on this team that the fact that Rizzo comes over here and he's like everybody's favorite player out of the game. He, I mean, he may as well be Lou Gehrig on this team. I mean, he he, he comes in a, a there's a long history of great Yankee first baseman. He kind of fits the mold, you know. I don't, he's obviously he's obviously not as good as Lou Gehrig, and he's not he's not Mattingly, um, he's not Teixeira or Tino, but he's he's the, he's got the right makeup to be one of the group. You know what I mean? He does right, but the fact that we're sitting here and everyone like is goo goo gaga over like when David justice came over, David justice fit the team like a glove. Yeah. But yeah. David justice still felt like a higher gun. It was yeah. still Atlanta brave, David justice. It was still Cleveland Indian, David justice, you know, Oh, there's Rizzo. I didn't Rizzo really... is like, I'm ready. I'm ready to name him captain and retire his number. Like that's, <laughs> and, and that's, and that's an indictment on just the lifeless, fucking garbage that we've seen you know wearing the uniform the yeah. past four years yep yeah no they are they are uh they're a soft team and you hope that some of the rizzo stuff rubs off on him before uh he's gone but yeah i'm not sure this team is ready to let's learn. start by trying to beat the orioles i mean uh hey if matt damon can stop saying the f slur the yankees can figure out how to uh to play hard-nosed baseball too i think Score five runs, yeah. Let's try and let's try and cut the streak at eleven. 
Let's let's start there. Let's score five runs tomorrow. In the first behind, inning. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Let's, why not? Why not? Let's go. Yeah, I like Yeah, that's it, eh? No, nah, I'm not getting excited about this team. Yeah. I fucking – I hate this team. So, like, I have never hated a Yankee team more than this team. I hate the guys on this team. I look at Judge, I get so fucking mad. Because you get so much love, and he, he probably deserves – well, I understand why kids like him. Like, I'm not going to yell at a ten year old for wearing a judge. No, but shirt. a lot of a lot of adults like him too. Come on, he's a fucking bitch. The bitch, yeah. Let's just call it like it is. The pussy. How do Yankee fan when I was when I mentioned that the Yankees trade for Rizzo on the trade deadline, trade deadline day? Is he goes why? I was like, you fucking kidding me? Have like, you watched them play this year? Is a serious question. He watched Luke Voigt play first base. And I was like, I met like leadership is one of the things I said. And uh, yeah, be a great defensive first baseman. Oh, he turned a great double play yesterday, too, I forgot to mention. Nice. Unbelievable double play. It was uh, Britain was in who, who hasn't looked great. And Jazz Chisholm, give him the assist. He, Britain refused to throw him a strike, and Jazz refused to take the ball. He refused to take a walk. <laughs> he, I've never seen a hitter work a full count on just pitches that were not even close. And Rizzo just turned – he hit a bullet to Rizzo and he turned a slick 3-6-3. Three, three. That was nice. I mean, Rizzo's like the only guy I can really say anything good about. How, how would you feel if you were a Cub fan and you see Rizzo, Bryant, and Baez go out in their first games and hit dingers? For oh, vomit. Nauseating. I don't like. It just feels like those are three really good ball players. Like, how do you not? How do you not build something around them? How do you not build something around at least one of them? Yeah, seriously. The fact that none of them are a cub today is. Rizzo was the. Rizzo's the only. It takes a lot for me to, uh, like, because nobody plays for one team anymore. Yeah. You know the Jeters, the Tony Gwynns, the Cal Ripkins are just so few and far between. Yeah, Rizzo. It was so weird Friday night seeing him in a Yankee uniform. Yeah, like Javi in a Mets uniform was like Javi. Like looks like a Met. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he does look like a Met. Yeah. And Brian kind of uh, looks like a Brian kind of looks like a Giant. He fits right at that. He's place. a he's a West Coast guy, Brian. I think he's yeah. from Vegas, maybe. Oh, that sounds about right. But he's a good, yeah. really good Cub. Uh, but yeah, he, he he looks all right in the Giants uniform. He looks like he belongs. Rizzo, and I know Rizzo had like a cup of coffee with the Padres before he went to the Cubs. What's the Red Sox? He was nah. He was like in the Red Sox system, and then he, oh. I think he went to the Padres, and he he played like I don't know, not not very long with the Padres before he went to the uh, to the Cubs. But I mean, he's okay. a Cub. Like he's yeah, yeah, basically a one team guy, even though technically he's not. It was weird not seeing him in a Cubs uniform. It was really bizarre. Like, I'm watching Bryant right now hit, and it's not that weird. Rizzo was strange. Yeah, Bryant just kind of fits into that, like, Baumgartner, Posey look. Uh, yes. Something very – Brandon Crawford. Something that makes sense about him in that uni- uniform. I always like Bryant, though. He's a good ball player. I, yeah, if I was the Mets, I would have made the push for Brian. I think Javi, you know, Javi's a decent consolation prize. Uh, yeah, I, I think Brian's – he could play, what, he could play like third and first in the outfield. Yeah. It's crazy that none of those guys are, 
our fucking Cubs today, though. It's really fucking crazy. And you know what the weird thing about them was is, I mean, it's hilarious that they all homer in their in their debut, but like the Cubs, the last couple of years haven't hit the ball. Like they've been terrible off. They got beat last year by the Marlins yeah. in that uh, best out of three, and they got shut out both games in their own building. Like that team had that team they 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 were almost a the Cubs almost turned into the Yankees with a championship. Yeah. Yeah, like if the no. Cubs hadn't won in 2016, they they would have been on the same track as the Yankees are yeah, right now. Absolutely, no. I, that's kind of what I felt with the Yankees. They were Cubs esque, where except they just they they peaked by getting close a couple times, getting close to the, right. close to the World Series, not actually in the World Series. Right. If the Cubs don't come back against the Indians, yeah, the narrative's different now. None of those guys have to ever buy a drink in Chicago ever. Yeah, you know because yeah. they won. Uh, yeah, so – but, yeah, I know it doesn't make sense. Like, you think Bryant and Baez and, like, that lineup – I mean, it, it, you know, you got to be good one through nine, but it, it, you would think that lineup would score runs. But, like, the past few years, they just they, – they don't score. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Still, I can't make sense. I mean, it's still Hayward still gets playing time over there. Yeah, he's – He, you know, he was done maybe five years ago. It still finds playing time, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ian Happ, he's nothing. You know, he's not. He, I like Ian Happ, but uh, he hasn't had a great year. He's not really a guy you want to have at the top of your lineup. Yeah, man, he does look like a giant. <laughs> he looks just like a giant. Yeah. Chris look out, Giant. Look out for the Giants, man. Dangerous team. Yeah. Dangerous I guess, you, I, I guess you, going back to the Cubs really quick, I guess you just have to blame the front office for not building enough around those guys. I mean, they had a solid core, obviously. We just, they just traded them all to big independent races, basically. You just have to kind of – I guess you have to, have to blame the front office, right, for not building around them enough. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's, I don't that's it. That's – that's really it, man. I mean, it has to be. You gotta put, you gotta put, gotta put a team around the guys. Like those guys aren't like Rizzo's what thirty one and Brian's I think twenty nine. They said like those guys should have been. Those guys should have gotten another. Sometimes you gotta you got you have to rebuild with star. Even though the Yankees never really had to rebuild around Jeter, mm-hmm. like they kind of retooled around yeah. them. They would reload. Like they missed yeah. the playoffs in a wait, but they were still a good team. Mm-hmm. But sometimes teams have to rebuild around – like you saw it kind of with Madden. They were a good team in the 80s, the Yankees, right? Yep. But because there was no extra rounds of playoffs, they would never make it. And then they yep. suck in the early 90s. Yeah. And they finally build their way back up around Mattingly to 94, 95. Like yep. those guys should have been able to stay there through the lean years. and They should have been able to find a way to rebuild around them. And the fact that none of them were there, you're right. It's like – Wow, like, I hope – like, did they get – I don't even know if they got enough in return. Like, I don't know. Like, they, they, you just traded your – you just traded your entire team, your heart and soul. Yeah, I'm not sure that they got – I'm sure it's hard to get – yeah, you're right. Though. You can't get anything back for your heart and soul. Like, that, that's got to be – I'm going to be bad for a couple of years now, I feel like. And it's not going to be – and it's going to be ugly in, in, uh, in Chicago. Yeah. No, they're going to be terrible. And what's the uh, – what's the futures on, on – uh, 
can you look up a, a number for me on the Giants World Series chances? Um, I have the laptop in front of me. Let me see real quick. Do you want like the odd shark number? Yeah, whatever, whatever you go off of. Yeah. Last I saw, it was eleven to one, which is high because they have the best record in baseball. But I think because the Dodgers are lurking, uh, yeah, then they are they're loaded. So MLB few, and I think they would have to play the Dodgers if they end up with the best record, the Giants, they'd have to play the wild card winner. So it would be them and the Dodgers first round. All right. So baseball future, we'll go odd shark number. Uh, we got the Giants. We got the Giants right now. I hate the way odd shark fucking spells out their numbers. Uh, I mean, I see them plus nine. They they show all the sports books. Like Bovada has them plus nine fifty. Online has them plus twelve hundred. Another place has them plus nine hundred, twelve hundred. So in between nine and twelve to one. Hmm. I don't know. I don't they, know how to. They won. They, uh, they only win in even years, though, right? They don't win in odd number of years. Even, yeah, ten, twelve, fourteen. Hmm. Tough then. Tough sell. I mean, it's, and it's just like they're like, how do you trust their pitching staff? Kevin Gossman and Alex Wood. So yeah, it doesn't seem like doesn't seem like guys you'd want pitching. And I mean, that's, that's the best you got. And they're having stellar years, but it doesn't seem like the guys that you'd really want to put your money behind. But if they get past that first round, they're looking at Milwaukee or the New York Mets. I mean, all five of their starters. All five of their starters have ERA under four. Brandon Crawford runs scoring position. There you go, base hit. Yeah, I would love that Brandon Crawford as my shortstop. Oh man, he's had a hell of a year. <laughs> Gamer man, he's been there since twelve. I think he's been. He wasn't there for the first championship, but I think he was there for twelve and fourteen. Going to the pen in uh, the desert. Yeah, Gossman's having a Cy Young type year. Dishkafani's having a good year. Former Red. It just, it feels like guys, you got to kind of hold your breath with in October, though. Yeah, there's no Bumgarner walking through there. Those are yeah, uh, those are guys you'll believe when you see it. I'm trying to think who they had behind. Well, they had Lincecum, obviously. Yeah, they definitely had. They definitely had more. They definitely had more. Uh, Matt Kane. Yeah, they definitely had better Zito. pitching back. Zito, Zito won a big, Zito won a big game in St. Louis one of those years. I remember Gig- in the LCS they were down three one. Gigantic game, I remember that. Yeah, he in was St. Louis. Yeah, his, his disappointment until then. Yeah, he yeah he he made the seven year contract or whatever it was count for one game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely made it worth it. And if he goes back to San Francisco, he'll get a gigantic ovation just for that one game. Yep. And their bullpen uh, is great, it looks like. So McGee and Tyler Rogers at the end of the game. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. They they got it just seems like one it's like like you said, just a bunch of gamers. It's tough. National League's wide open. American League's a little more. I, mean, I don't know. I, I think Houston. I, I I know Boston got swept, but I think I still think Boston and Houston are two best teams. 
Yeah. Tampa. Yeah, Boston's got see, some see, issues. Though. I don't trust Boston. I still. Yeah, the thing about Tampa, though, thing about Tampa, you got to remember, last year they go to the World Series, and you know, obviously they've been good for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Glad, no glass now, no Snell, yeah. no Morton. No. That's their that's their top three starters from last year. I mean, that's a, you know, you could survive maybe a little bit getting to October. Yeah. What do you you know you gonna survive with openers? All October, <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. I mean, who's their who's their game one starter right now? Tampa. No, even their bullpen is hurting. I mean, there's you know if they get to a wild card game, especially if it's against the Yankees, they're starting an opener for sure. Oh, yeah. They're pitching work. nine different guys, and it'll work. Oh yeah, four to one. Wow, that's really generous. Four one final. To give the Yanks a run there. <laughs> really generous. Uh, well, that is the best case scenario. I mean, from the Yankee season right now, heading to Tampa probably. <laughs> or Boston. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it won't matter. I mean, G Man Choi or Austin Mills at a dinger early and it'll be yeah, the Yanks will just kind of Count the innings until they can have the winter off. So, ah, yeah, nah. yeah be yeah, all it's, over. It's, it's tough. Looking at the, looking at their death chart. I mean, there's just nobody. Want. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be tough for this team to go deep with this uh, staff. That's why I still think Boston, Houston are the two teams. Like, if I had a, I think it's gone Houston. to my head. Who's playing AL? Who's playing? Who's think Houston? I'm leaning towards Houston too. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm telling you, man. Ottavino's gonna blow up in October. It's gonna be ugly and glorious, but it's gonna get Houston, so it's gonna suck. But no George Springer, though. It's a positive. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't. You think Cora will be smart enough to just like be like, all right, I'm not going to that guy anymore. Uh, I don't know, man. He guys, does he have a way of like lulling these guys in to, to this trust because he's been, you know, so good? No, nah, I think Cora will be smart enough to be like, no, nah, we gotta. Well, we'll see. We'll see how he does the rest of the season, and then if he's if he still has like a little bit of trust going to October, you might see him in a high leverage spot. I mean, he has started sucking as soon as as soon as the All Star break. It was over. He started sucking. Do you think you think that Core just knows that this is a guy just to get him through the regular season, like now, or do you think he's got to learn it? I think you have to learn it. Like you can't go away from him now. You have to see him implode in August. You need to see him implode in the pennant race, and maybe even you have to watch him implode in a playoff game. Like Boone never learned. Like he just kept throwing out Avina. Like oh, bringing in out of Avina, George Springer, righty righty. I'm righty. Like, I don't think I don't think I think Cora by that point will learn his lesson. Like all right, I can't pitch this guy in the eighth against Houston. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he's a little more baseball savvy. And you, yeah, he'll, you know, and plus they got Sale coming back. And, you know, do they use Sale in, out of the bullpen? Like Cora kind of thinks outside the box a little bit when it comes to managing. Like he just kind of. He kind of like uh, he just shoots from his hip a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, if you know, got wrecked on Saturday. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh yeah, man, he's been getting <laughs> wrecked every time out. It's great. It's exactly it, he's following the exact blueprint he did for the Yankees. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Ah, uh, phenomenal. I mean, anyone who got fooled by Adovino early on in the season, shame on you. 
I told when the when the Yankees signed him, and I knew this. I know that's who this fucking guy was. Yeah. All right. Enough dunking on Adam out of you know that piece of shit. Yeah, let's, he got too much, way too much airtime. Let's wrap it up and uh, I'll get this out and I'll talk to you later on, man. All right. All right. All right. Later. See. Ya.